Is there anyone here that knows about the I am? Is there anyone here who knows about the I am? Being a healer, being a comforter, being strength and power. If I could sing, I'd sing another verse of that. But he is the I am. He is the I am. If you know the I am, if you know him to be a healer, if you know him to be a provider, if you know him to be your all in all, let's just give the I am praise and thanksgiving. deserves a great worship yes, a great God deserves a great worship and we serve a great job great God thank you choir thank you music ministry for leading us and preparing us for this moment we always acknowledge and thank God for the presence of the Holy Spirit we're grateful for our pastor for his leadership and for his guidance unto us grateful for all who are here in worship on today. Uh, you're right, Pastor. Um, Calvin Lawrence is something else, and his wife's a blessing as well. Um, I, I know the Lawrences from uh, Concord, actually. Uh, his great-aunt uh, connected, and, and, and he happens to be in one of the greatest fraternities in the world, Phi Beta Sigma, but that's, uh, sorry for the rest of y'all. But a blessing to see the Lawrences on today. Let us look to the Lord. God, we thank you for the worship thus far. We thank you for your presence here on today. I am simply ordained dust, but all that I am and all that I am not is available unto you. So use us for your service, preacher and people, people and preacher, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts may be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. The happenings after the party. Regardless of where you stand on the social spectrum, Everyone loves a good party. If you're considered the quiet, reserved, demure one uh, who never makes a peep, you like a good party. If you are the one for whom you are the life of the party, you bring the party with you. Wherever you go, there is a party. You love a good party. And I don't care how old or how young you are, all of us have that one party song. 
you know that party song. That as soon as you don't even need to hear the entire song, all you need, name that tune. First four or five bars, dun dun dun, you know. Your body tenses up because that's your song. That's your song. And that's your song so much that if it's an old song, and sometimes they, they make these uh, what used to be popular songs into Muzak. You know, Muzak is the song you hear on an elevator when you're in the doctor's office. It's just, you know, and you're listening to it. Even then, when you start hearing your song, you start, yeah, that's my song. It, it, it moves you uh, because that song reminds you of something, someone. It reminds you of a time. It reminds you of a space. And you get to that place that you're reminded and you say to yourself, yeah, I, I remember that. Uh, I, I know what that's like. And so you get there and you start remembering what's going on because your song is on. And when your song is on, you can't sit in your seat. When your song is on, you start moving. Why? Because a good song remind you of a good party. And a good party is usually when something good is happening. We love a good party. And the reason that we love a good party is because we love to celebrate things. We love to celebrate events. As, as children, even as adults, we, we celebrate and we acknowledge good, notable moments. We like to celebrate successes and accomplishments and, and milestones and anniversaries and, and certainly birthdays. Uh, we love to celebrate birthdays. And, and, and we, uh, some of us, um, when we sing, and I, and I say this, uh, in, in listening when Robert was playing uh, the birthday song, uh, I was waiting for him to break out into the uh, um, Stevie Wonder version of it. Because when we have birthday celebrations, yes, we sing that song, but then someone breaks out. Now they got a new song, shine a light on them. That's a whole different conversation, but it's the birthday song, right? It, it reminds us of celebrating life and why we gather. And, and there, that celebration will remind us of a time, a place, an event. It's a touch moment. And so music and celebrations go together like inhaling and exhaling. And celebration is a part of the biblical experience as well. In our text today, we find one of the Bible's biggest celebrations. What's the occasion? The occasion is the return of the presence of God. The Ark of the Covenant, David, Jesse's youngest boy, the little shepherd boy, the king's servant, the giant slater, the, the writer of Psalms. Je uh, David is all of that. But today in the text, we understand him simply as David the dancer. What a celebration it is that, that David, with all of the things that he has accomplished, all of the things that, that he is known for, but in this particular pericope, it says, David danced before the Lord with all his might. The lion slayer, the, the butcher of bears, is a dedicated dancer. Can you imagine? I mean, I, in my mind's eye, I just see this big, strong Physically fit dude just going bananas in dancing and worship. David danced with all his might and strength. He danced before the Lord. And, and I'm not sure what dance he did. I'm not sure how he danced. I, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, but the text makes it clear that he danced with all his might. 
Uh, you know, you know your song. Some of us have a certain song. Those line dances. You know when when uh, 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 electric slide comes on. Everybody gets up and starts dancing. Uh, the cha-cha slide that gets on. They tells you left, right, which way to go. You all get up and and we all kind of dance in unison. But if that's your song, then you dance like that. But you add a little something extra on it because that's your song. And so David was worshiping like the others, but he added something extra because it meant something different to him in that moment. David danced with all of his might. Everything that he had, he danced. And the text said he was dancing in his ephod. And, and as the uh, illustration for the children show, he was dancing in his undergarments. He danced out his clothes. You ever dance out your clothes? You have a sweat so much that, and, and you just, you just take, you, you're not worried about it. ladies, you forget the hair is done because it's, it's, you sweat it out the perm, right? Fellas, we don't even care. We, we tighten suit, but now it's done. See, David danced with all of that. And, and watch this. When you dance like that, you garner attention. Worship ought to get attention. David was worshiping and he got God's attention. We know that for sure. And, and it's a wonderful thing. And that's what you want. You, your worship ought to get God's attention. But, but your worship also would get other people's attention. And I need to warn you, some folks won't like your dance. Some folks won't like the fact that, that, that you worship God with all your might, with all your strength, that, that you give it a, a, your all. And they'll say, does it take all that? And your answer is, yes, it does. And it takes more than that, worshiping God. And, and so we worship God in dancing. See, uh, 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 and you don't need a lot of people. Scripture says where two or three are gathered, there God will be in the midst. And so it's just like when you're at a party, when you're when you're there, you know, sometimes a party is kind of slow and all it takes is that one person to get on the dance floor. Takes that one person to get it started. And maybe just maybe that person is you. Imagine what God is saying to you if you are that one worshiper. If you are the catalyst for worship. Ah, worship, let me say this, worship, worship is always personal, uh, but it's never private. It's personal. How you worship is personal. Some certainly will get up and run circles around uh, uh, the congregation. Others will just sit and wave their hands. Some will just nod. Some will tap their feet nonstop. It's, it's personal how it looks on you, but it's never private because God has done so much. God has been so good. When David recognized and realized the presence of God in his life, he couldn't keep it to himself. He couldn't hold back. And even if that keeping to yourself is just a simple wave. That's more than enough. It's never, it's always personal, but it's never private. And so David danced, and he danced so hard that Michal, Michal despised him. She is described in this text, and it's, it's, it's so fascinating that when we, when we marry, Scripture says that you leave and cleave. 
That is, you leave your family, you leave your birth family, and you cleave to your spouse. That, that the two become one, that, that was, once was is no longer, that the most important relationship is your spouse, that, that the two are one, that you're walking together. And so for the Bible to describe Michal not as David's wife, but as Saul's daughter is problematic. There's a problem with that that, 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 that the writer describes her not as David's wife walking together, but as Saul's daughter. And at this juncture in David's life, Saul and, and David are, are, are enemies. And at least in Saul's mind, David is the enemy. And so uh, at this juncture, uh, she is not seen and considered that. She, she's despises him. And let me just say this, just because they are with you doesn't mean that they get you. Just because they are with you doesn't mean that they get you. See, David, David danced with all that he had. He danced because he was a worshiper. David worshiped the Lord and danced. He understood the presence of God. And, and when God is around you, you can't keep still. When God is active in your life, you can't keep it to yourself. You want to hold it, but you just can't. And, and the tragedy for Mikel and for too many, worship is only a function on Sunday mornings. Between... Someone said the most segregated hour is between eight in the morning, I guess, and, and probably now, given our modern times, about one in the afternoon. In which we, we, we go to worship, but oh, go to church, let me say that. Uh, uh, but worship is more than that. Worship is a way of life. See, worship is a way of life. How you live your life ought to be worshipful, that, that, that people ought to see that and know that. And so David, and, and it's strange because there's an acceptable worship. There's time and place. You ever, you ever uh, uh, meet someone who is uh, just so um, heavenly bound that they're no earthly good? Say good morning. How you doing? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I know, blessed, highly favored, too stressed to be blessed. Well, I get stressed and I'm still blessed. I, I, I need somebody to explain that to me. Uh, 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 God puts a whole lot of stuff, and, and every now and again, I have to remind myself that I can't bear it all. Uh, and so I don't know how you could be absolutely stress-free in this earth. But nonetheless, I digress. So the worship of God has to be in an acceptable manner. And so in the pericope that we read today, you'll, we, the, the lectionary skips over verses 6 through 8. But in verses 6 through 8, we, and I want to encourage you to go back and read this entire text. In that, you will see that, that it wasn't enough just to do the things of God, but it's how the things of God are to be done. It's not enough to do the things of God. It's how the things of God are to be done. And so God had tasked and, and David was bringing back uh, the Ark of the Covenant. And he put it, the Bible says, he put it on a new cart. The cart was a brand new cart. And David, I, I imagine any of us who've ever purchased a vehicle, ever purchased anything new, you know, the new stuff you want to take care of and you put the nice things on, the new stuff. People can't eat in your car until about six months later. Then there's crumbs all over the place, right? But, but when it's a brand new cart, he puts this cart on, he puts the Ark of the Covenant on the cart. And as he's bringing the Ark, the, ark, uh, uh, the cart runs over some cobblestone, the text says, and it starts to fall and wobble. And Uzzah reaches 
reaches out to touch the ark and dies. And David is upset and bothered and so much so that David just leaves the Ark of the Covenant in Obed-Edom's place. But see, the problem was that David wasn't following how God said the acceptable way of worshiping is. That is, the acceptable way of carrying it. He said that they were supposed to carry it. There were certain uh, poles that were supposed to be carried, and he was supposed to be carried on the shoulders of men. Uh, that they were supposed to carry the ark in a particular way. What am I saying? I'm saying this, that although the heart may be in the right place, uh, but you have to know how. There's a saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You can mean well, but, but, but sometimes you do the wrong thing. And so uh, uh, we have to do it as God orders it. Uh, we have to do it in the way that God orders it. What's acceptable worship? Acceptable worship is worshiping in your heart. Acceptable worship is, is when you worship in your heart, when, when you know that it is not just perfunctory because as, as wonderful as these musicians sound, as wonderful as these singers are, you know, they could just be singing and playing. But if they're not worshiping in their heart, it's just music. It's not worship, it's just music. And, and God desires not just music, but worship. And, and that's what, what God desires. And so when David understood that, that's why he danced with all his heart. That's why he danced with all his might. And he danced, 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 and he danced. You know how tiring that is to dance? But when you're having a good time, and, and I know y'all don't know about having a good time. But I know about having a good time. I know about going to places and spaces and being there where you walk into the club at night. And when you come out during the day, you have to squint because you've been there all night long. And you've got to squint your eyes because it's been that good. But watch this. And then you don't even want to stop. Because you say, where's the after party? If we're going to a diner, if we're going to go hang out somewhere, there's always a. And let me say this for you and I. There is an after party in worship. There ought to be some overflow. See, because that's what happens when you're hanging out. You don't want it to end. Well, if we're worshiping God, why would we want to worship God to end? Why would we want that to stop? There's some overflow. What does the work uh, and what's the happenings after the party? Well, look at verse 18 and 19 and then I'm done. Verse 18 says, when David had finished offering the burnt offerings, the offerings of well-being, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. He distributed food among all the people. The whole multitude of Israel, both men and women, to each a cake of bread, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins. And then all the people went back to their homes. Mm. When, when people ask you, how was church? I wonder, do you give the perfunctory answer of, it was good? But what was good about it? 
You ought to be able to say worship or ought to be able to say to someone, God was so good in worship today because I had an authentic encounter with the great I am. I experienced God in such a way that it wasn't about my past. It wasn't about the things that I messed up. It wasn't about the way that I follow God. Even when I follow God wrong, he still blessed me. And so I'm told today that that God loves me. And if God loves me with all of my irks and my quirks, then guess what? God can love you. That's the whole point of it, that after the party, after the worship, that you ought to spread God's love. Look what David did. David blessed the people in the name of God. He distributed food among them. He wasn't keeping it to himself. And that's the thing about worship. You can't keep it to yourself. If God is so good, then you ought to tell someone. You ought to share about the goodness of Jesus. You ought to share about how good God is. You ought to tell someone. Someone ought to see the Shekinah of God on you. They should see your sweat on you. Why? Because you love serving God, that you give God your all. And, and watch this. Watch what happens to the text. The text says that, that he served both men and women. Now, in the beginning of the text, it said 30,000 soldiers. Do the math. If just half of them had a wife, that's 45, right? That, and, and, and then it's not even says the whole multitude of Israel. That those, so those 45 had children. It, it, this thing just keeps blowing my mind again and again every time I read it. That God, both men and women, to each took a cake of bread, to each a portion of meat and a cake of raisins. You missed it. You go out to dinner sometimes. You order an appetizer. Then you order your entree. And then, if you're like me, you always save room for dessert. As a matter of fact, you pick the restaurant based on the dessert. And we have this mindset, this is our Americana, this is, this is the, and it's just an American way of thinking, that, that we have to have meat at every meal. We have to have meat at every meal. That's, that's the Americana kind of thought. To the degree that some of us won't have breakfast unless it has some meat attached to it. That, that there always has to be meat in there. And, and the people of Israel, then meat was such a delicacy, it's such a rarity that they didn't, it wasn't expected. Uh, not only was it not expected, but watch this. They gave them a portion of bread, uh, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins. They got, they got the, the appetizer, the entree, and some dessert. Look how good God is. That, that the, the worshiper was the provider, that, that, that God has blessed us in such a way, David felt blessed in such a way that after he gave the offering, he couldn't keep it to himself, that he had to go out and share with the multitude of Israel. I, I just imagine, First Church, that, that the multitude of Israel, we could swap that out with the multitude of Jamaica and imagine what life would look like in Jamaica. Imagine our influence on those that are around us, that if we take what good, the goodness that God has given to us and just share that with others, Oh, the world would look so much different in the after party. And so I want to encourage you, dance for Jesus. Dance like David. Get your Davidic dance on. Put, put all that you have into for God. But, but, but don't you just keep it inside. Don't you just stop right here. You ought to run and tell someone how good God is. You ought to run and share. That's the after party. That's the happenings in the after party. Amen. 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 Amen.